Welcome to a very special Thanksgiving episode of Fear Not, the podcast that tells us why we're afraid of all the wrong things and oblivious to what can actually kill us. Trending fears for Thanksgiving? Fox declares war on Thanksgiving as lefties say skip it all together and save the planet. If you have gray shiarophobia, stop listening right now. Cranberry sauce will kill you. Florida man uses Thanksgiving to tell his families, I hate you to death. And Christmas music before Thanksgiving is now a federal crime. That and so much more coming up on Fear Not. Today is gonna be a good day. Don't care what anybody else say. Oh, I don't need a fortune cookie to tell me the way I'm feeling. Gonna be a good day. A good day. Welcome back to Fear Not. It's episode 26. That's half a year's worth of fear busting. We've been debunking fears for half a year. I'm Barry Glasner. I'm the author of The Culture of Fear. Alonzo Bowden, my very funny partner in fear, is still on the road. He's out there making people laugh all across the country. So I've asked our crack millennial producer, Adam Everest, to come join me. Welcome back, Adam. Hey, Barry. And thank you and Alonzo both for asking me back over and over again. I feel like I haven't <laughs> screwed it up yet, right? No, you're doing great, Adam. In fact, we're getting some mail for you. It's mostly from listeners who want to know if you uh, still have that imaginary girlfriend. <laughs> Alonzo told me a really funny story. He said he was doing a comedy show in New York. Somebody came up to him afterward and said, who's Adam's imaginary girlfriend? And Alonzo <laughs> said, what are you talking about? And the person said, your podcast, Fear Not. At the very end, you say Adam's imaginary girlfriend. And he, you know, then he said, oh, it's a producer. It's a whole thing. But I thought that was so funny. Any plans for Thanksgiving with your imaginary girlfriend or, or anybody else? <laughs> Single for Thanksgiving, but I will be with family. And I'm going to be eating so much food that I have to change into my sweatpants for okay, sure. Good. What about you, Barry? I know you're a big foodie. What do you do for Thanksgiving? I go to my in-laws in uh, St. Paul, Minnesota, where it's too cold, but the food is worth it. Nice. I supply the wine. The wine will be good. It's very hard to pair wine with uh, Thanksgiving dinner. So what do you recommend, Barry? Uh, the secret to my success is Zinfandel, but you got to get a light one. You can't get one of those super heavy California ones that are like 20, 86% alcohol. You got to get one with lower alcohol. Pairs perfectly with the turkey and all that stuff. Now I'm getting hungry. But back to what we're here for, we're here to debunk fears. As the holidays approach, we can all take the fear level down a couple of notches, I hope, so that people can just enjoy the holidays. And this week we're going all in on Thanksgiving. There's a lot of scares and fears around Thanksgiving. But please share this podcast with your friends. Help make them safe. Help make them fear less for the holidays. And please, like us on the platform of your choice. We're on Twitter, at FearNotOfficial. You can also email us at FearNotOfficial at gmail.com. You can go to our website to submit a fear if you want, FearNotOfficial.com. And while you're there, subscribe. Let's get this thing started. Here we go. Thanksgiving is going to kill us. <laughs> All right, Barry. Well, you're not giving us a lot of time to prepare for this. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's so much fear around Thanksgiving. It even has its own name, Graciarophobia. <laughs> you know, I practiced that a bunch of times. But here, if I get these words wrong, do me a favor. Don't email us, okay? Just, you know, <laughs> go to your friend and say, ha, 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 he got it wrong, okay? 
Graciarophobia is a real word. It means the fear of Thanksgiving, and we'll get to that. But first, a very brief history of Thanksgiving. It started as a kind of heartwarming tradition back in 1621 with the pilgrims and the Native Americans getting together for a harvest feast. How they ended up there is another question. Some prominent historians have studied the firsthand accounts of what happened then, and they say that the Native Americans weren't actually invited. They came out of fear. They'd heard a discharge of guns. Those had been fired, you know, by the colonists who were having fun at their festivities. The Native Americans were worried that there might be trouble, and so about 90 Native American men went to check it out. And when they got there, they peacefully entered the village, and they were invited to stay. They even contributed to the meal. Now, things didn't go so wonderfully later, of course, but generally the story is about a happy first Thanksgiving. So, you know, let's just savor the happy ending for now. The real thanks for our current celebration goes to Abe Lincoln, the president who might have lived legitimately in the most fearful times in American history because it was the Civil War. And in 1863, actually during the Civil War, he proclaimed the fourth Thursday of November to be Thanksgiving Day. A national holiday was born and with it, all kinds of fear and anxiety that comes from too much food, too much drink, and too much family. So think about it. What are some of the common fears on Thanksgiving? Eating too much food, running <laughs> out of food, not getting the dish you like. I've had that happen. Fear of traveling, fear of relatives, fear of drunk relatives. Also not going to get into that. Fear of fighting with your relatives. The list just goes on and on. And if there wasn't already enough fear-mongering and stress during this holiday, Fox News reports that not only have liberals declared war on Christmas, they said this year that liberals have declared war on Thanksgiving, too. Give a listen. Keep in mind, though, the left isn't just demanding you give up steak dinners and plastic straws. Now, over at the Huffington Post, are demanding you cancel Thanksgiving dinner, too. Cranberry sauce and mashed potatoes are bad for the planet! say the unhappy rich kids who work at HuffPo. Best-selling author Mark Stein is not an unhappy rich kid. He's a sage crypto foreigner. What do you make of this? As, as, a, as a naturalized American, you're all in on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I, I love Thanksgiving. It's, uh, it's, it has something real at the heart of it. It's the biggest travel day of the year because this is a big country. So uh, grandparents in Florida end up with grandchildren in Alaska. And so this, for many people, is the one day of the year when they do actually take a plane to go home for Thanksgiving. Right. And the Huffington Post says uh, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't be taking a plane. You shouldn't be eating a turkey. Eating a turkey is bad for the planet, even though it's not as bad as one of these flatulent cows that uh, AOC wants to slaughter. Instead of having a stuffed turkey, you should have uh, some arugula stuffed with kale or kale stuffed with arugula. Makes no difference. Tastes just as lousy either way. Uh, and you should not fly. Come on, really? Listen, the truth is, the Huffington Post said in their article, and I quote, no one should be discouraged from enjoying the holiday or celebrating with family and friends. So guess what? Fox is doing what Fox always does. But, you know, I do agree with part of this, um, I have to say, and that is skipping Thanksgiving is silly. You could say it's un-American, right? Or as Alonzo would put it, that's America. Yeah, exactly. That's America. That's America. America. That's right. So... <laughs> 
I don't know about you, Adam. My perfect Thanksgiving, if I if I could design the perfect Thanksgiving, it would be turkey, all the fixings, all the stuffing, you know, all that stuff. Amazing homemade pies mm. to go with it. Great wine. And then watching the football game, if it's a team I care about, not having to watch the game if it's a team I don't care about. So what's yours? Eating and drinking way too much. Mm-hmm. Getting in fights about random things with family, watching football, and then of course you've got to pass out on the couch. I forgot that you got to do that. I'm just celebrating America. That really is the classic American Thanksgiving, and you're 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 a proud millennial, right? Proud of it. So here's an interesting millennial statistic: millennials and also Gen Xers are actually most likely of all the age groups to get too tipsy on Thanksgiving. Here's the kicker: at the same time. As that's going on, millennials and Gen Xers are most likely to worry about running out of wine. (laughs) I love this. You're around family, the juxtaposition of, I don't want people to see that, but I'm worried about running out of wine, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Here's some other interesting stats we found about Thanksgiving. According to a poll a couple of years ago by NPR, 60% of Americans fear talking about politics over Turkey. 40% say Trump will spark that fight. This makes perfect sense to me because oftentimes families are coming from all over the U.S., so they might have different viewpoints. Oh, yeah. I believe numbers could be even higher. I mean, I don't know about you, but I know people who uh, they have a rule over a holiday dinner. Firm rule, can't use the word Trump. I think 60% seems a little low. It's It's crazy why people would bring this up, but seems like it's a family tradition. Americans didn't need Trump for this, Adam. You know, (laughs) when we were talking about this, it brought back to my mind Avalon. Remember that scene? Give a listen. It's a holiday. Yeah, we never have turkey the rest of the year, but now we have to eat it. It's a funny holiday, if you ask me. It makes no sense. Going to eat in a minute. Yes, we should be here any minute. Yeah, that man will be late for his own funeral. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, 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 what do we eat? Yeah. Huh? I'm hungry. Do you want to eat? No, 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 no. We should wait for Gabriel. We should wait for Gabriel. Every year we have to go through the same thing. We can't cut the turkey because of Gabriel. Jules, cut the turkey. <laughs> I can almost feel the tension in that room. I mean, we've all been there, right? And then Gabe arrives. Sorry, we're late. Gabriel. You started without me? You cut the turkey without me? Come on, we leave. They start without us, we go. Every year you are late. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not just this family stuff that Americans fear. According to another survey, 15% of Americans fear being stuck in traffic. And you know what baffles me about this? I didn't know that 15% of the entire U.S. population lives in L.A. (laughs) One more finding from these polls, 13% fear that their team will lose. Well, it's a great holiday to be able to cope with it. You got food and booze right there. And hey, Adam, you're you're our crack researcher, one of them, right? Mm -hmm. Whenever we talk about our crack research team. So did you find any others, any other great statistics? Oh, yeah, Barry, I found some other ones. 21% of Americans have pretended that they like Thanksgiving food. That's perfect, pretended. Yeah. And Barry, this is from a Harris poll that just came out in November. 
17% of people that have hosted a Thanksgiving party have regretted it. I got to be serious with you about this. <laughs> I'm surprised it's not higher. And here's a good one related to that, Barry. 59% of people that have hosted the Thanksgiving dinner have done it because they want to make the dishes that they want. It's the Waldorf salad. You know the Waldorf yeah. salad? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Marshmallows in it. Fortunately, Ugh. that doesn't occur in my family. You got anything on millennials? Yes, I do. I was trying to hide these, but 40% of millennials say that they'd rather give up sex for a month, Barry, than cook Thanksgiving dinner. I'm not going to touch that. And that same poll said that 42% of men, All men would give up watching football for a month than have to make Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> My hands up. I think this proved <laughs> that 42% of men are crazy. Let's shift gears just a little bit. I want to talk about some of the classic Thanksgiving food fears, you know, so that people can get over this and enjoy the meal, right? The meal's coming up soon. Um, in fact, in my imagination, all of America is listening to this podcast the morning of Thanksgiving. So we got to blow away some of these food fears so people can have fun, right? First off, there's something that's called Meleagrisophobia. <laughs> it sounds Hawaiian, like melekilikilaka. <laughs> but what it really is, is it's fear of turkey, okay? Mm. And you know, you've heard this, okay? When, when I talk to people about their fears of the holiday meal, they all talk about how turkey is full of all these dangerous chemicals like tryptophan. People are always talking about tryptophan. Let me just say, I am not an expert on tryptophan, but I can promise you one thing. Americans have been eating a lot of tryptophan for a lot of years. And what happens is you get tired. There's some reports, though, that say that turkey meat is carcinogenic. And that Fox clip where they're going after HuffPo, you know, it's true, right? 50 million turkeys. We eat a lot of turkeys. And guess what? Yeah, that's going to have some effect on the environment. You know, they produce a lot of CO2. So if you want, if you're not already vegan, you can go vegan for that day. My personal suggestion, lousy day to have a one-day <laughs> vegan out, right? But it's not just about turkeys. One of the greatest scares in the history of America, in my humble opinion, occurred in 1959 when there was this big national scare about cranberries. Pretty close to Thanksgiving, just a few days early, earlier, the Secretary of Health, Education, and uh, Welfare, you know, H-E-W, -E got this whole food panic going by saying that domestic cranberry products were contaminated with a carcinogenic herbicide. This spread like crazy. It caught on so much that at the White House, Mamie Eisenhower, the first lady, decided that she was going to serve applesauce <laughs> with Thanksgiving huh. dinner instead of cranberry sauce, right? And the newspapers, media got all over this. There was no social media at that point, hmm. right? So it took a lot of coverage to spread the way it did, but it went all over the place. And there was this complete freak out about cranberries. What was left out of this story was that it would take 15,000 pounds of cranberries every day for several years. You'd have to eat that much to get cancer from cranberries. <laughs> and nobody's doing that. I hope not. All right. It's not just cranberries. If you cruise around on the internet, I came across just a partial list of the foods that are supposed to have carcinogenic chemicals in them. 
celery, broccoli, potatoes, rolls, butter, turkey, stuffing, cranberry sauce, pumpkin pie. It goes on and on. Coffee, of course, we've talked about on the podcast before. All of these are supposed to, one way or another, be carcinogenic. And you know what? When fed in large doses to lab mice, they are. <laughs> At your dinner, I strongly recommend don't eat 16,000 pounds of cranberries, okay? <laughs> because you might get cancer. Barry, I like the idea of, of them redoing this test with the lab mice, but make one lab mice a Trump supporter and the other one not. And they have a big fight over uh, politics, and then they watch some football, and one's team loses. And so they can, the mice can really feel the American Thanksgiving. <laughs> Good. But Adam, here's a funny thing from that Harris poll we were talking about. People spend days, even weeks, planning and preparing these special meals, you know, for Thanksgiving every single year. They usually include lots of foods that are unique to Thanksgiving. But according to that Harris poll, can you guess what the three most hated foods are on Thanksgiving? Can you guess what people are afraid they're going to have to pretend they like? Oh, I'm going to go off personal experience here. I, I think it's deviled eggs, Waldorf salad, controversial one at the top. I'm going to go with turkey. You got them all wrong. Oh, the actual list is cranberry sauce, ah. green bean casserole, sweet potato. Now, those are the top three. Huh. And then the others that made the list that really freaked me out, pumpkin pie. You know, I think... Anybody listening to this podcast who doesn't like pumpkin pie should FedEx it to me. All right, Barry, Thanksgiving food, fear or fear not? Fear not Thanksgiving foods. In fact, enjoy them. That brings us to a few things that we should fear on Thanksgiving. Besides drunk millennials, we've got 50 million people traveling by car on Thanksgiving. And the National Safety Council says there are more car-related deaths on Thanksgiving Day than any other day of the year, partly due to more drunk drivers than even, if you're ready for this, even on New Year's Eve. That was a surprise to me. Thanksgiving also kicks off the coronary season. According to the Calorie Control Council, the average American consumes 4,500 calories on Thanksgiving Day. That seems really low for my family. <laughs> the 4,500? <laughs> yes. All right. There's a lot of controversy about whether the calories are responsible or other things, but we're eating a lot of stuff that kicks off the coronary season. And then, you know, there's all that aforementioned alcohol. And then after eating all this and drinking all this, people go out and they play football or, and I've seen this, fortunately, not in my family. They then decide that this is the day to go out on the roof and put holiday lights up. Or, you know, they'll put the Christmas tree on the roof of the car single-handedly. Vanderbilt University Medical Center in Nashville, they see more patients for chest pain on Thanksgiving than any other day. That's not really surprising since a recent study found that the chances of heart attack quadruple within two hours of eating a big meal, a lot of big meals eaten on Thanksgiving. There's also a spike in food poisoning. So Adam, you know that new girlfriend that you don't have, but if you did, you'd bring her home for Thanksgiving dinner. She'd meet mom and dad. And to, you know, be nice, she would bring some homemade stuffing with her that has a secret ingredient in it, like, say, salmonella or <laughs> other bacteria like that. You got to also watch out for those pesky stove burns. It's easy to do that that day. 
And if you got a new set of kitchen knives, watch out. You need to practice a little so that you don't end up in the ER. And in the name of saving a few bucks, if you're taking part in that FOMO sale of the year, right, don't be left out. Black Friday, try to beware. You know, people get stampeded and there are brawls inside of those local Best Buy places. Take it easy. And finally, let me get serious for just a second. Let's go back and think about that first Thanksgiving where the Native Americans and the Europeans were celebrating the holiday together. That's a good thing. So try to just embrace inclusiveness on this Thanksgiving. That can go a long way to reducing fear of each other and can create some real holiday peace. I love that idea. Down in Florida, we welcome you to the Sunshine State. Folks, if you're from Florida or you're going to visit people in Florida, here's a warning for you. Adam, do the honors. Here's the headline. Thanksgiving, America's deadliest holiday. Wow, Adam, that sounds serious. We got this headline from an online site called Criminal Element. <laughs> and, I, and I like the way that this guy sets up the crazy. I feel like I need some background music here. Like a Norman Rockwell painting hanging prominently inside our heads, many of us cherish memories of Thanksgiving gatherings with loved ones, complemented by honey-glazed turkey and succulent desserts. But life is not a Rockwell painting. In fact, a survey found that 68% of individuals polled expected trouble during their Thanksgiving assemblage. He went on to say, reuniting with folks we rarely see, often for good reason, can evoke more dread than delight. Stresses are elevated during this time of year with deadlines, strained finances, children underfoot, and long distance travel by plane, train, or automobile. Then, we arrive at a cramped, stuffy dwelling only to discover crying babies, coughing, complaining elders, rambunctious children, odd strangers, <laughs> renewed sibling rivalries, infused with a heavy dose of alcohol and political conversations. This is worse than the dangerous food. <laughs> he wraps it up by saying, worse, what family doesn't have at least one seriously troubled member that we hope doesn't arrive? Dementia isn't limited to the elderly. Bingo. Now, fair warning, this is dark, but it's oh so Florida. All right. So the article goes on to say, and I'm quoting, take crazed family member Paul Marhiji. After finishing off a traditional Thanksgiving meal in Jupiter, Florida, the family gathered around a piano to sing Christmas carols. No sooner had the piano fallboard closed that, drum roll please. Are you ready for this? Marhiji shot and killed his twin sisters, an aunt, and wounded a sister's husband. Mm. His quote, I've been waiting 20 years to do this. Oh, God. oh no. <laughs> Marhiji confessed to Florida authorities with relief. And people wonder why we say fear Florida? <laughs> I told you this was dark, Barry. <laughs> I mean... The writer concluded, no wonder funeral directors experience more stress during the holiday season than any other time of year. Fear Florida. Closing time. Open all the doors and let you out into the world. This being a holiday special, we have to end with a nightcap. So here's a story I found, and Adam, you get to play Alonzo for this one. That means you have to guess, is it real or made up? Here's the headline. Playing Christmas music before Thanksgiving is now a federal crime 
declares Trump. Is that fake? Is it true? Wow, I'm filling some big shoes here. I feel like Alonzo was on a roll the last time we did this. Uh, <laughs> I'm going with fake news because the day after Halloween, I'm listening to Christmas music and nobody's going to put me in prison for doing that. Love Christmas music. I'm going with fake news. All right, stand by. Here's what we got from the Babylon Bee. It's easy to focus on everything going wrong with our country, so much so that we often don't stop to take a minute and be thankful for the good things our leaders accomplish from time to time. Take the most recent legislation passed by Congress. As of Tuesday, it is now a federal crime to play Christmas music before Thanksgiving. Any storefront, home, or radio station playing songs like Baby It's Cold Outside, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree, or Last Christmas is subject to immediate search by federal authorities who've been instructed to arrest the perpetrator on site and bring him or her to a secret CIA facility for <laughs> question. Upon conviction, the suspect is subject to up to 20 years in federal prison. 20 years, Barry. I, I'm, I'm firmly on the side of as soon as October 31st is over, I can start playing my Christmas music. <laughs> I'm going to continue, Adam. All right. This article, it's a real article. Sounding fishy. The move passed the House with a historic unanimous vote of 435 to 0. Yep, that's that's that I've won this. It skated through the Senate with another unprecedented no. vote no, of 100 to 0. This is 100% made up. <laughs> and then it was signed into law the very same day by President Trump. All right, well, I'm going to be serving 20 years in prison then. <laughs> a congressional representative said, quote, at long last, we can all unite around our <laughs> hatred for being forced to listen to sappy Christmas standards months before December 25th. That person should be fired because this is idiotic. According to the article, the representative went on, quote, while we may all disagree on just about every other social issue of our day, at least we can come together on this. All right, we got to I've won. I've won this already. It's great that our country can finally agree on something during these tumultuous times. That this is fake news. Tell me, Barry. I'm afraid you win the big prize, yeah. which is too bad for you because there is no actual big prize. As should be obvious, not a word of this is true. No such vote occurred. There was no legislation passed. The Babylon Bee... By the way, that's a politically oriented fake news website. Yeah, it makes sense. Bills itself as your trusted source for Christian news satire. <laughs> Other articles on the site in the same vein include U.S. Christians brace for brutal onslaught of happy holidays attacks. <laughs> and another one, Starbucks unveils satanic holiday cups. <laughs> I wish that were true. Is, I think that one is true, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> happy holidays, everybody. Good night. Night. Today is going to be a good day. That's it for this episode of Fear Not. If you like what you heard, please hit the subscribe button. Give us a five-star review and help us rise on the charts. And tune in next week when we're going to be updating our story on charter schools. And if you want to see Alonzo live, check out his tour schedule. It's on his website at alonzobowden.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Alonzo Bowden. And be sure to check out Alonzo Mini Weeks on NPR's news quiz, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. You can find me at barryglassner.com. If you want to read a great book, check out Barry's book, The Culture of Fear, available on Amazon, bookstores, everywhere. And as always, if you hear news stories that make your hair stand on end or that sound like somebody's trying to fill you with fear, send them to us at fearnotofficial.com or just tweet us at fearnotofficial and we'll see if we can find the truth.
Goodbye and happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. Fear Not is a Stone and Company Entertainment production, hosted by Alonzo Bowden and Dr. Barry Glasner, executive produced by Scott A. Stone, produced and edited by Adam Everest, written by Scott A. Stone, Barry Glasner, and Adam Everest. Alonzo writes stuff, too. Don't believe him. Our sound engineer is Tim Moore. Legal Beagles, Loeb and Loeb. Crack accountants are 10-key accounting. Special thanks to Gary Brown, Betsy Amster and Adam's imaginary girlfriend.